I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. I'm your host for today, Michelle Farrell, and I am, as always, so grateful for you tuning in today and any day that you are tuning in. Thank you so much. For today's episode, we're going to dig into the topic of unilateral training, why it's important, ways to incorporate it, things that, um, why it's beneficial. Okay. And this is uh, unilateral training is so important for us to be including in our strength training sessions and oftentimes can be kind of left out, uh, when folks are designing their own programming for themselves. So I want to give you a little bit of information so that if you have been avoiding, things like lunges or step-ups or single arm presses, things like that, and mostly focusing on bilateral movements like squats, barbell bench press, um, barbell deadlift, things like that. He, hopefully by the end of this episode, you will recognize how unilateral exercises can augment your training of those larger compound movements. Okay. So first of all, what is unilateral training? We think about the word unilateral, uni meaning one, right? And lateral meaning side. So unilateral movements are anytime we're training one side, like one limb at a time. So left arm, right leg, left, left leg, right arm. Okay. When we are loaded on one side, one limb. Bilateral is when both of our sides are working together. So double overhead press, barbell overhead press, um, a regular, what we know of as a squat, whether we're using body weight or barbell or kettlebell, right? When our feet are parallel to, to together, not together, but parallel. So they're working, both of our legs are working at the same time to support that movement pattern. So when we're thinking unilateral movements, again, we're thinking about things like lunges, we're thinking about step-ups, we're thinking about um, single arm dumbbell bench press, we're thinking about single arm overhead kettlebell press, we're thinking about pistol squats, we're thinking about... Um, even things like farmer's carries when we're only loading like on one side. So single arm carries either in the racked position overhead or by our side. So all of those are unilateral movements. And why is this important to work in this way? We all have a side of our body that's more dominant. <clears throat> if you are a righty, your right side is probably your more dominant side. If you're a lefty, your left side is probably more dominant. 
If you're like me, you might have a side that's more dominant in some things than other things. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm ambidextrous because I can't do all the things with both hands and both sides. Um, I write with my left hand, but I cut with my right hand. And that includes when I'm working in the sewing room, when I'm using like the rotary cutter and things like that, I use my right hand. So I cannot cut with my left hand and I really can't cut with my right hand. So I wouldn't say I'm ambidextrous, but I do have dominance <laughs> for different things on different sides. Um, I don't know. I would love to hear if anybody else is kind of like that. But anyways, I would say that my left side of my body, even with my right side being more dominant for things like cutting, my left side is typically the stronger side. I can typically push a little bit more weight on my left side. I can usually balance a little better on my left leg. So this is important because when we are only working in bilateral movement patterns, this is also not mimicking real world actions, right? So <clears throat> thinking about running, thinking about walking, we are in a unilateral pattern truly when we are doing these things. Thinking about even when you're reaching overhead for things, you're typically doing that with a single arm and then maybe the other arm comes up to support. Kind of take note after listening to this um, episode of how much you're doing in life where you're actually working in a unilateral movement pattern as opposed to a bilateral if we walked in a bilateral pattern, we would look more like rabbits where we were like kind of hopping along. It would be very hard to have that gait pattern that we have if we moved only in bilateral movements, okay? So <clears throat> training unilateral is going to help us be better in our everyday movements it's also important because when we are only training in bilateral movement patterns, we're really opening ourselves up to widening the gap of those muscle imbalances. So when you're only bench pressing using the barbell, if your left side is stronger than your right side, your left side is going to continue to always be a little get stronger than your right side. You're not giving an opportunity for that right side to kind of train on its own to kind of catch up. Does that make sense? So because of this, if we're not trying to check these muscle imbalances that are totally normal, I want to preface this. It's totally normal. And even if you train unilaterally all the time, you were probably always going to have some muscle imbalances. But where this is important is <clears throat> when you are bench pressing, I'm going to use the bench press for an example here, with that barbell, you are, if one side of your body is more dominant and stronger, that stronger side could potentially compensate for the weaker side when that weight is heavy, okay? That's going to cause that side. So for me, my left side is going to continuously get stronger than the other side. The other thing that can happen is instead of the stronger side compensating during a really heavy push is the weaker side might recruit other muscles that shouldn't be so heavily recruited to help in the movement. So 
in the bench press, we might start using the smaller muscles and joints around our shoulders to help us compensate for the heavier push for that weaker muscle in our chest, um, as opposed to our left side. And we can see this too, when we're like grinding out like super heavy weight, when we're using a weight that's not appropriate, even in unilateral movements, something that's, you know, too heavy. This is where we can lead to using, overusing other muscles and joints that we shouldn't be so heavily relying on to complete the movement. And that's where we see a lot of injuries happen. So again, I'm going to preface this with you can never fully prevent all injuries. Anytime you move, anytime <laughs> you are living your life, you could potentially get an injury. Okay. So what we're talking about is trying to minimize that risk. Okay. So when we are only training bilateral, so both arms or both legs at the same time, we are potentially opening ourselves up for injuries because of overuse on the stronger side from overcompensating or from recruiting um, those like accessory muscles and joints too much during those lifts. So basically training unilaterally is going to help us to augment and support our bilateral lifts, especially the heavier compound lifts of squatting, benching, and deadlifting. So let me give you an example. During my barbell bench presses from videoing myself um, and then being um, con consulting with my coach, was noticing that the left side of the barbell was always coming up faster than the right side much more power, much more strength in my left side. So we started incorporating heavier, moderate to heavy single arm bench presses with the dumbbell so that I could really focus in on getting that right side to feel more powerful and to really feel the learn to feel the engagement and connection to that movement pattern to really feel how to contract my scapula back, how to allow that right side of my body to feel the engagement when it really honestly was fairly passive during the barbell press. And after a month or so of, you know, doing that while also doing barbell presses, I am so much more even now and consistently powerful on both sides that I do not have the same amount of like, if you're watching the video, I'm moving my hands all over the place here. If you're watching the YouTube video, but if you, I, it's much less now. So training in that unilateral, the single arm bench press augmented, supported my bilateral bench press with the barbell. It made my barbell bench press stronger and quite frankly, probably safer, probably less likely to hurt myself at this point. <clears throat> so some of the other really great things about unilateral work, unilateral work is also helping us to support um, developing core stability and engagement. Think about when you are doing any, when you're standing on one leg, right? You have to balance. Your core is going to kind of fire on when you're on one leg. So if you do, 
if you take yoga and you are moving into tree pose, right? That's a unilateral movement practice. That's a unilateral shape. Warrior three, dancer pose. All of these poses, all of these shapes are practicing stability. Your core is helping you to find that stability. When we're loading just one side of our body, it's causing an imbalance so that our core muscles are working to keep us stable during that movement. For our upper body, it's the same way. So think about pressing a heavy weight overhead and think about how much you have to engage your core to keep yourself from hyperextending your back, right? And the same thing happens when you're pressing double presses, but when you're doing single arm, you're also activating like that anti-flexion because you're preventing your body. So if you're watching the video, if you're not watching the video, I'm using my left arm right now and I'm actually firing on my core while I press my arm up to prevent myself from bending to the right, that flexion, that side flexion that can happen when we press overhead. By firing on our core, we're helping to prevent that flexion. The same thing happens when we're doing heavy farmer's carries, right? Single arm carries. We are preventing our our torso from that flexion. It's really good for our core, okay? So not only is unilateral training helping to um, balance out our muscle imbalances, it's also helping to prevent injury. It's also helping to support our core stability and engagement. Unilateral exercises are also an amazing way to make training more challenging when you don't have access to heavier weights. So for example, if you're going on vacation and you only have one set of dumbbells, that set of dumbbells might be a great fit for your upper body, but we know that our lower body tends to need more weight to be challenged than our upper body. So perhaps you experiment with single leg deadlifts or B stance deadlifts, right? While you're on vacation, because you have that one set of weights that isn't quite challenging enough for bilateral deadlifts. Um, When you're working unilaterally, it's more challenging again, because you are turning on your core because you are really focusing in on you, like your weaker side doesn't have anything, doesn't have the stronger side to help compensate it. So you can be feeling like um, on that weaker side that it's like so hard when usually like if a barbell overhead press, um, if you typically, let's say you use the bar and it's 45 pounds, right? You might find that if you use um, a 20 pound dumbbell, a 20 pound dumbbell to 20 pounds is, you know, 40 pounds. You might think in your head, well, this is going to be easier than pressing the 45, but because your body isn't working together, you might find that it is more challenging to be pressing that weight by itself, that 20 pounds by itself, because you are working to stabilize. It is your weaker side. You don't have the stronger side helping to compensate. Your brain is also working in a different way because you're only working on one side of your body. So there's a little bit of mind-body connection there too. So Lower body unilateral work is um, really great for when you have when you don't have access to heavier weights as a way to make sure those exercises are challenging for you so that you're continuing to progress. Okay. If you are somebody who is a runner or a cycler or a hiker, 
right? Again, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about how we move in unilateral movements throughout our lives. Training in that unilateral movement, doing those step-ups, doing those lunges, walking lunges, um, all of these things that are mimicking and making our legs stronger in the pattern that we move in. And then also throwing in things like side-to-side -side movement, our lateral movements, and even rotational movements if is going to translate so nicely into the real world. Think about when you're running outside, right? Maybe you're running in the street, somebody's coming towards you, and you need to hop back up on the sidewalk. So you're now moving in a unit, you're moving sideways to move over, right? So all of these movement patterns that you are doing in your training sessions should be helping to support your real world movements. Working on unilateral power work, so single leg hops. Um, some people do things like single leg jump downs, single leg, like speed skaters moving from side to side landing on one leg, all the powers coming from one leg, you're landing on the other leg. All of these things are super beneficial for um, runners and other athletes because almost all of our athletic movements are unilateral in nature. Um, even upper body. Think about if you are playing ultimate frisbee, if you are on, if you're playing softball, if you play basketball, right? You are typically throwing and catching, I mean, maybe in basketball, I don't know, you know me and my sports balls, but I know like if you are playing baseball, you're throwing with one hand, you're catching with one hand, right? Football, you're throwing with one hand, you might be catching with two hands. Um, basketball, I think you dribble with one hand. I don't know. But anyways, <clears throat> so even upper body, unilateral work, and especially if you're somebody who plays a sport. If you are continuously, let's say you're a pitcher and you pitch with your left arm, you're constantly training that left arm to throw. You're going to want to train with your right arm too to keep it strong. You don't want to just like have one Popeye arm and one tiny arm, right? So want to balance that out. <clears throat> so these are all reasons that we want to incorporate unilateral training. So Again, some of the things that you can incorporate, some of the different exercises are things like lunges, step-ups, single-arm bench press, single-arm overhead press, single-leg bridge, single-leg hip thrusts, things like single-arm carries, so either farmer's style, racked, or overhead. Um, did I say pistol squats? Um, single leg RDLs. These are all examples of unilateral movements. <clears throat> so a tip for you is when you are doing these exercises, unilateral exercises, is to start with your non-dominant side. So for me, I always do my unilateral movements starting on my right, and I let that be kind of the, the pacing guide. So the goal here is to keep the reps and the weight the same on each side. Because remember, we're trying to allow our weaker side to kind of, quote unquote, catch up to our stronger side with its strength. So we don't want to be doing two different weights here. So start with your less your non-dominant side. Let that determine your weight and rep range. And then start with that side when you're doing your exercises 
while your body is more fresh, less tired, right? Because it's okay for your left, your more dominant side to be a little bit more tired. So think about when you do lunges, your non-working side also gets a little tired, right? So this kind of like levels the playing field for your stronger side and your weaker side. So overall, <clears throat> trying to keep this nice and short for you all today, unilateral training is something, unilateral exercises something very important for you to be thinking about incorporating into your workout. It is helping to help uh, balance out muscle imbalances, which is going to help to decrease risk of injury. It's helping to work your core in new and fun ways. It is um, helping to augment your heavier bilateral movements, bench press, squats, deadlifts. It is a great way to make your exercise, your workouts more challenging. Um, when you've kind of, when you don't have access to heavier weight, even just adding in that balance component is helping to make the work, the exercise more challenging, right? And that unilateral work is really helping to translate into everyday movements and athletic movements for runners, athletes, and even just for everyday life of a walking, okay? Uh, walking, throwing, catching, things like that. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you have questions, would love to hear from you. Strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. Again, so appreciative of you being here this week. Would love to hear from you and what maybe some of your favorite unilateral unilateral exercises are. Um, I know Marissa uh, loves Bulgarian split squats. So I really love step ups and overhead presses. So those are some of our favorites. So love to hear from you what some of yours are. All right. Till next time, friends. Have an amazing day. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at Strong and Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. 
This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks.